Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Yeah, so we are talking conversation welcome and we'll just pick up right here on the KLE podcast and uh, Steve uh, we're talking about um, whether we're ready or not when we get called um, so just repeat what you were saying about the coach well <clears throat> there's a couple of young gentlemen that I know that have been talking with me that are being thrust into not just the limelight but thrust into public uh, view, pl- thrust into different situations that they've never done before. And the um, uh, we were just talking about, in fact, that this morning, one of the guys called and just said, hey, you know, I, or he texted and he says, you know, it's funny how you tell the Lord all your life. You say, Lord, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, put me in. You know, I'm ready. And as soon as he puts you in, all of a sudden now you don't think you're ready anymore. And you you say, well, it not not yet not yet what do you think you're doing and i wrote back and i just said well it's like it's like coach i'm ready put me in and then as soon as you're as soon as your hind in leaves the bench you know all that fear hits you because you're you're now you have a choice to make can you i i can go back to everything that i know and have been familiar with or i can listen to what the coach has just said and go in and do what he's asking me to do and that becomes a point of not just maturity, but it comes to the point of who am I going to represent now? Am I going in just because I want to go in or am I being sent in by somebody else and I'm going to represent what they're doing? And that's, that's what it's breaking down to for all of us. I mean, that's what it always happens to all of us. We don't, we don't just go out because we think we're ready. You know, dad, give me the keys to the car. Dad, give me the keys to the car. And as soon as you get the car, you, you run out and do all sorts of stupid stuff. So, well, the, you, know, you know, it's a matter. Of, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. No, go ahead. Two things is one for me, when I think of that, I think one is that God always gives us something bigger than us. You know, is that. That's true. You're never in a situation where, hey, if you feel like I've got this, it's not big enough. It's not, you know, it, then you're not in faith. You're in your own. It's not God, not God enough, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like, God enough. It's I'm in my own strength here. It's okay, you know. I've got this handled, you know. So, um, I mean, you right. you draw on your experience, you draw on the wisdom and the lessons you've learned and the and the foundational elements. I mean, you know, a footballer getting off the bench. He, he he shouldn't have the basics. He knows the basics. He knows the, the right. game. He knows the rules of the game. You know, he knows his position. But what's going to be required of him at that point in time now, he's got to say, what is required in this situation right now? And and that's the thing. Right. You know, if we, if we, I think if we can grasp our vision um, without without being challenged by it, uh, I think we're not in faith anymore. We're in our own strength, you know. So we've got to be in a situation where where we have to trust God. He always gives us something bigger than ourselves. 
So we have to trust him. You know, you have to go out and trust him to uh, for for the wisdom of the moment, for the for the lessons, for direction, right. for instruction. Um, and you always have this. I don't want to say anxiety because that might not be the right word, but you just always have the anticipation. Sense, like, yes, you know. Um, I, what's that word? Um, uh, just trying to think of a word now. Paul uses it in um, in Colossians chapter one verse twenty eight, where he talks about um, you know we 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 work to present every man mature, and and he says uh, I do this. Let me just find it quickly for you. We do this in the um, yeah. Just I'm thinking because when you said that word anticipation, that is. Um, that's the, the right word for it. But anyway, the, the thing is, is that when you, you know, you have the sense of like, wow, I'm, it's nearly overwhelming. It's too big for me. But that's why you have to trust God, you know. And you have to, um, if we don't right. trust God in him. Yeah, he it runs says, back to that. It runs back to that little Jesus. term, that which is not a faith is sin. Yes. Well, that, that's if, it. If, if we start thinking. Yeah, it's not of faith. If we don't, if it's not operating by faith, it's probably not the kingdom of God, because yeah. everything in the kingdom is done by faith. It's not. If I already know that I can do it, it I don't have to have faith anymore. That's right. I don't have to exactly. rely on anybody else. Exactly. And and you know, Paul says in Ephesians chapter six, he says, "Be strong in the Lord, and in the power of His might." You know, in the, in the right. Uh, Practice of his ecstasy. Um, so in verse 28, it says, We proclaim him, that's Christ, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. To this end, verse 20, 29 says, To this end, I labor struggling. And that word struggling there is again as a mahi. And Aegon from contest as a mahi is that nearly that, that like, that is that the same word? Sorry? Is that that wrestle? Yes. Is that the word? Yeah, that's the word no. you wrestle Wrestling too, or struggling, yeah. Right. So I rest, struggle or wrestle with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me. Wow. And, and uh, you know, is that, that word is also used with, that Jesus used that before he went to the cross. You know, he's, he, in, in, the, in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying. And and it's the word again as a mahi agon from contest as a mahi is the anticipation of the contest, and so um, so you nearly you know he's struggling with this anticipation that um, but it's he struggles with all the energio um, of or energia which so powerfully energios in me so it's like the the energy of God. You know, before that battle that we're depending on to right. take us into the next, you know, to take us into that thing that we can do this, you know. So uh, right. Paul felt that about every every person that he presented to Christ. Can you? I mean, wow, uh, that just blows me away. Something I, I never thought of before. <laughs> Had a little revelation there, huh? <laughs> yeah, just like a moment there. I, I mean, I've I've preached this this those two verses for years because, it, to me, it's just it speaks volumes, you know. But I've never 
saw it as his struggle to present every man. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That his heart for, for every person. Right. Wow. That's just crazy. And and agonize whatever the word is, agonize. It's the word it comes out of the word agonize or to be yes. agonized. Right. And yeah. so it's that it's that whole struggle. It's that whole it's not just it's not just I'm waiting around for this to happen on your behalf. Right. I'm I'm actually wrestling with things behind the scenes. You don't even know what all I'm wrestling yeah. with yeah. to make this happen in your life. Isn't that and, something? Sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. It's like in Galatians where it talks about, you know, a labor that Christ may be formed Form. in you again, you know? Right. Right. Is that the same word? labor uh, no i don't think so but I, i'm thinking just the concept of it you know it's right, just uh, right right yeah it's, it's, not, it's not the same word i know it's i know it's the same word where it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood agonizing me agonizing me agonizing me that's close enough close <laughs> enough oh <laughs> uh, yo the NIV says, my dear children for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth um, until Christ is, uh, is formed in you. Of course, that's more fuwa. That's the transformation taking place. Um, but it, I don't have here. Don't have the pains, labor. Pains of childbirth. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's probably not. Look, see, I've got a Greek, a Greek reference here. Let me just see quickly. Uh, it's interesting too to me that the hardest time in childbirth, um, and this is just from observation of my own wife and and other people uh, or other ladies going through childbirth. Yeah. The the most pain, the most struggle. Uh, the most time when you want to give up is during transition. It's the most confusing. It's the most pain. It's, it's that time before the expectancy and the time when the baby comes out and it's given birth to, but it's that time where your body goes through all that. And I, it seems like that's kind of what we're talking about. It's that transition where I'm getting up off the bench. He's sending me in. It's the time of the most confusion, the most frustration, the most pain, but yet we know that the expectancy is about ready to come to pass because he says, I will not bring it. I will not conceive in you and not cause it to bring to term. I will not bring it to term and not bring it forth. I am the God that works this way. I will bring it forth if I conceive this in you. So now relax, go back to the things that I've spoke to you in the beginning, go back to the things that brought you that joyfulness of, of your expectancy, and I will bring it to pass. I'm going to make sure that this comes forth. You've come to a place now in your life where you even begin to wonder if you're even pregnant at all, if I even birthed anything in you, if I even put anything in you, even a seed in your womb. But now go back to those things that I spoke to you in the beginning. Go back to those things that I spoke to you that brought the joyfulness of that expectancy, and I will bring it to pass. Yeah, and that's the thing. But, you know, we've got to give birth to what 
right the seed he's given us right that seed yeah you know not you know we can't we can't find our own seed if we trying to give birth to something that he never planted <laughs> yeah or a mingled seed yeah we we it's it's a struggle all the time you know um yeah, yeah it's a it's a struggle all the time and i think that's where you know when i think of what paul said um when he talks about that that area of <clears throat> you know that we may present everyone perfect in christ to this end our labor right struggling with all his energy and i wonder you know if sometimes we don't have the energy and i'm not talking about you know adrenaline energy i'm talking about right the, right the, the working of God, the energia, the energia is that God is working to, uh, which so powerfully works in me, energio. So it's, there's two words, the energia and energio, and um, um, the, it, it sort of basically is that there's a working to produce a, a power, you know, kind of an energy to produce right. something. So, um, and it says you labor with his energy, not. Well, that's it. But I'm, I'm wondering, not wondering, but I, I'm, I, I see this as sometimes, and what I've seen over the years, even in myself, is that if we labor at something that he is not energizing, we don't right. have the, you know, if he's not, if he's not the, struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me, if we're not working with that end, you know, end, then right. are we struggling within our own flesh, you know? So, right. so, um, so if the know, Lord's not building the house, they labor in vain. Yes. You know, is that we, we are trying to birth something or we're trying to do a labor that God's never called us to. Right. That's that workout your own salvation with fear and trembling. Right. Uh, that's, that's that one that's always bothered me because, and I always thought that that work was something that I had to do, but it's basically related to what we're talking about because the word work out, uh, even though it follows with your own salvation with fear and trembling, it's to work out means it's a word picture in the Greek, which means to, to engage with something else that's already in motion. Yeah. So you, you've, you've let out the clutch and you've put your gears in motion with whatever else is already going on. So you engage with it. In fact, the literal translation or not translation, but the definition is engage with in order to do. Yeah. So you engage with it in order to get it accomplished. And that's that inner gale. It's already going. It's already, it's already in motion. It's something that he said, let there be, and it's continuing to be from then on. Yes. so to to tap into that uh, inner gale or the energy that god produces at that point and to to cooperate with that is far more efficient than trying to work up my own energy to get it done yeah yeah well that's in fact i can't well well that's you know I, people often ask me well you <laughs> over the years i've seen how people are focused on getting the power <laughs> And, right. you know, I want the power because they want, you know, I need power. So they pray and they fast and, and, and you know, more and more and, and whatever. And they so they, they want more power thinking that if they have more power, they'll get recognized in the ministry. 
Right. And but they have no authority. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, I'm giving you power and authority. And power is that energy, that energy, the, the dunamia, which is the, the, the miracle working ability. So right. there's power there, but without authority, you've got nothing. It doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't, you will make, have to make it work. You will sweat, you will drive, you will push, you will advertise, you will put business cards, you'll be telling people, yeah. I'm, I'm apostle so-and-so, so that they recognize you, yeah. you know, you'll knock on doors. Your out there yourself, yeah. Yeah, you'll be trying to make this happen the whole time working. And in fact, that's where you get, where a lot of ministers get into trouble. A lot of pastors and ministers and leaders get into trouble because they all, they're in an area that they, they don't have authority. They might have power, but they don't have authority. Right. And I've heard, I've heard of a, a great analogy or a great story about this. An old guy told me this one time. He says, there was an old fisherman that uh, would always get his limit. I mean, always get more than what he needed. And, and uh, he was reported to the game warden. So the game warden thought, well, I, I'm going to go and see what he does. So uh, he came down to the old man and the old man didn't speak much and came down. The old man and says, Hey, I want to see how you're fishing. Okay. Well, I, I'd like to see it now. Not going. Well, when are you going next? Tomorrow morning. He says, what time? about 5 30 so anyway in the next morning game warden shows up no talking the old man loads up the boat and starts starts pushing off the shore the game warden has to hop in and they get out there to the the old man rows out to the middle of the lake he gets out there and he reaches underneath the seat of the game warden and pulls out this little box and pulls out a stick of dynamite he lights it and throws it overboard boom all these little fish float up and he run paddles around and picks them all up and throws in the boat and the game warden's going you can't i just got i mean you can't and pretty soon the old man in the middle of all this in the middle of all this he reaches underneath the seat again grabs a little box pulls out a stick of dynamite and lights it hands it to the game warden he says now are you going to talk or are you going to fish <laughs> but that's basically what that dunamis is it's that it's an explosive, miraculous power that we've been given. And a lot of times we don't know what to do with it. I mean, you know, we, we just, you know, if you don't have instruction, if the Lord is not building the house, we can go off crazy with dunamis and not have, like you said, the authority to be able to go out there and fish, <laughs> to be good, you know, to go out there and use that dynamite or use that uh, miraculous power, uh, and and consequently, we'll end up just using that for our own purposes. It's like using the name of the Lord in vain for our own vanity, for our own purpose, for our own edification. Uh, when actually, the whole term, you know, like Ben, um, Ben Hadad means son of Hadad, uh, Ben, Ben, whatever. Uh, I don't think Benjamin. I don't think he was a son of Jammon. I don't think the house was Jammon. But anyway, but Ben, Ben, whatever means the builder of the family name. Unless I'm a builder of the family name, I will not be released by the father to do whatever it is I'm doing. Your camera's bouncing around a bit. Oh, that's because I keep hitting the table. Yeah, don't hit the 
You're making me drunk. I'm making a point. <laughs> are you going to talk or are you going to fish? <laughs> are you going to fuck? <laughs> Sorry about that. I get excited. You know, I got I to gotta hit something. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make a point. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's something that, that over the years I thought about because, you know, traveling in Africa and, and everywhere. I mean, power can be just trying to get power so you right. you can display yourself more. Right. Or, authenticate, know, authenticate myself. Authenticate. You know, you're trying to prove that God is real and God's working with you kind of thing. Right. Um, or it can be just, you know, my gift is you know the power of my gift and and or the power of my title power of my position we go through all these things but if you don't you know if you have authority you don't have to promote it first of all if you have authority it works the, the disciples didn't run around so we associated with jesus he said preach the kingdom of god he said when you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is here and and heal the sick raise the dead so out of that authority that they had from the message came the works that they could do but what we do is we try and focus on on power on right. my ability my capability my my gifting and but authority is when we you know i was thinking of that scripture now when you were talking is that uh, 1 corinthians 12 you know is that every member is where god placed them in the body right and if we're not where we are placed, we don't have authority. Right. And if we're not connected, you know, bone to bone, connected in the body, like we're supposed to be, we don't have authority. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not just this random thing. It, it talks about when Jesus, after he had finished speaking, they said, they didn't say, man, are we, we um, they, they didn't get excited because of the power that he displayed. They got excited because he spoke as one having authority. Right. And so, you know, and and Jesus never, ever represented himself. He always represented yeah. his father. You know, he. Yeah. He and represented... it's interesting. It's interesting, too, that he said that he spoke as one. He didn't speak with authority. Yeah. He spoke as one having authority, which yeah. is two totally different things. Yeah. I can try to speak with authority. I can. I can speak very authoritative, you know, and very Shout forceful. Yeah, yeah, We're, yeah, whatever, very forceful. Yeah. But he he spoke as though he really believed he had authority. There's a difference, and people can feel that difference. You can uh, powers and principalities can feel that difference. That's right. And that uh, um, that led me to another scripture: submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You know, we always say, oh, "I'll resist the devil, and he'll flee." It's not just that simple. It's not just resist the devil. It's submit to God. And that word is hupotasomai, which means uh, hupo, meaning to come under. Tasomai is the orderly arrangement and fashion set by God. Right. So there's already an orderly arrangement and fashion. Like you said, he sets every member in the body as it has pleased him. Yeah. You, you find out what he has set you, not, not, not in an order of not in an order of, of a hierarchy, but where has he placed you? I'm not going to frustrate the grace of God. There's a certain grace on what he's given me to do. I'm slick to do that. 
I mean, it's, it's so slick. I just think it's just me. I just think that's how I operate, but it's so easy. It's so slick. And it's, I'm so oiled in that area, but I'm looking for something else. Cause I think, well, this is too easy. This over here must be it because it has to be something spiritual. I got to work at a little bit more or whatever, you know, I, I don't perceive this as spiritual. I see this over here as spiritual. So, but to submit unto God, to find that place that he has said, okay, now, son, I'm ready to send you in to find that then you're sent out in authority and power. That's right. Not just going out. Cause I've got the keys to the car and got the power. Yeah. So I've got the authority now to go to the grocery store, to go to the, whatever, to go where I'm sent. And I'm not going there to build my own name, to build my own ministry, to build my, to build my own, whatever. I'm going there to build the family, to build his name. Yeah. I'm there for his purpose, for his reason. And I'm there to build him up. That's why the Holy Spirit's sent. The Holy Spirit will never speak of himself. That's right. Never. Yeah. He'll always that. testify of Christ. Wow. If that's the case, if I am speaking by the Holy Spirit or by Christ, I will never testify of him of myself. Never. Yeah. It's not about me. No, not about me. Yeah, and and that's and, and Jesus said, "If you see me, you see the Father." Right. You know. So the whole thing was he represented and reflected his Father's heart and nature so accurately that he's right. If you're looking for the Father, you look at me because right. that's that's what you're going to find, and right. that's incredible. You know, how many of us can say that? Right. But um, yeah, I think what you said you said is that word sent you know that's the other thing of course is that you know you sent into into something you you know to when you are sent into that area and you operate with that's the other thing that i notice is like a lot of people don't understand their boundaries you know so right like you can't, you know tom brady he knows what his position is he knows how to, what he plays he knows what he has to right. do if you put him on the o-line uh it doesn't function you know, no. he, he, he's out of, he, he might have the power, or I don't even know if he'll have that, but if, if you put him there, you know, he might have the power, he might have the talent, but he doesn't have the authority, so he doesn't understand how to operate in that, and he'll just get overwhelmed, you know, but right. when, he's, when he's in his position, he's just incredible, you know, he's just yeah. absolutely amazing in his position, because he's sent, he's developed, he's grown, he's... Um, He's been fashioned in a sense for that position. And so he plays his position. He has authority and he has power in, in right. that. But, you know, is and, and and of course, he can't get off the bench unless he's sent into that position. That's true. You That's know, true. Like, unless the coach says, Tom, you know, this is yours. He doesn't get to go, you know. So yeah. um, that brings he, me back to that Jacob have I formed Israel. Uh, Israel, I mean, Jacob, have I created Israel? Have I formed? It says the word was sent unto Jacob, but it lighted upon Israel. Um, and I know I've talked about this before, but, but as Jacob, Jacob means supplanter deceiver. The promise was given to Jacob and he went out and tried to perform it. Right. First of all, his mama said, there's different ways to do this, you know, here, try it this way. But you know, in Jacob, as Jacob, we'll always try to perform it or try to get that ourselves or somehow so it benefits me. Right. When I became or when when he became Israel, it, it the, the word means prince of God. 
Now he's no longer going to try to get it himself. He knows that it's only God that is able to do this on my behalf. And it was God that came down and did this. It was God that moved different things so that I could be, I could inherit a blessing. It was God who did this or this or this and moved this. And you can tell because I didn't touch any of it. And so the promise may have come to him while he was still Jacob, but it lighted upon him. It became him when he became Israel. And so then he was sent at that point. Up till that time, he just kind of he just kind of went around trying to make it happen. But it was it was that formation because he was created as a supplanter deceiver. He was created that way. But yet he was formed into somebody who was a prince of God. He was formed into somebody who would represent the father and be the father of, of, of a lot of nations at that point. I mean, you know, you see what all came out of Jacob and you're going, my land, this guy from being started for where he was trying to perform it all the time to being a guy that, that the lineage of Christ came from and, and, you know, all these different, you know, Joseph and all, all these guys, you know, it's just amazing how, how God uses somebody like that and forms them into what he needs them to be. So that he can say, now, now rest on me. You're going to walk with a limp the rest of your life because you can't do this. Now just relax and know that I'm going to perform it. I begin this good work in you. I will also perform it. I will complete it. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just challenged in that. I'm, you know, you're talking. I'm thinking when you talk about Jacob and what he accomplished, well, not a, but you know, out of him, so much happened. I'm thinking right. how God works generationally. Abraham was called to to go to another country and believe God for one child. And, That's true. Um, and That's Isaac true. comes along and God challenges him um, to carry the covenant. Uh, you know, he's the covenant son. And and, um, and and Abraham wasn't Jacob. Abraham right. wanted, you know, he wanted all of that, but it wasn't his. His right. power and his authority was one seed. And, Isn't that crazy? Um, one Isn't that amazing yeah just one and and isaac comes along and he's um you know he, he's got the next phase or the to take it a little further than that and then here comes jacob breakout third generation boom baby you know um the tribes yeah. get get released in him and um and out of him comes the nation really but right right abraham was promised the nation but but jacob is the one that releases the nation yeah uh, or actually births the nation if you may you know and tries to perform that's the thing that gets me is he was trying to make it happen yes before before yeah, yeah. he came out trying to make it happen yeah, yeah and uh coming to the point where you even wrestle with an angel of god i mean that's pretty that's pretty rugged uh, but to come to a place where he's just, um, it's like when Ezekiel, Ezekiel in Ezekiel three, well, one through three, it talks about how, uh, the Lord gives him the scroll and he says, now eat this scroll or eat this roll. And he says, I give it to you now. And so he filled his mouth and he ate it. And he says, now fill your belly with it. So he filled his belly with it and consumed it. So that it became, you know, part of his being. And he says, now get up and speak to the house of Israel but they're not going to listen to you because they won't listen to me, but go up there and talk to them anyway. 
So anyway, he goes out, it says in the heat of his spirit, in the heat of his vision, he goes out. He sits down by the river Chabar, or Kabar, which um, I don't know what it means. It means, uh, K means to divide asunder. I don't know what bar means, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, he, he sits by the river and, and he sits where they sit. He dwells where they dwell until seven times pass over him until he comes to a place of rest. Now he's not going out in the heat of his vision. Now he's not going out in the heat of his spirit. But the Lord speaks to him at that time, and he says, Now hear the word at my mouth and speak to them of me. If they will hear you, they will hear you. If they won't, they won't. But I'm making your forehead as an adamant harder than stone. But speak to them. Hear the word at my mouth and speak to them of me, for I've made thee a watchman over the house of household of Israel. And I thought, you know, I can go out even even if I hear how to do things or if and I if I hear how to build something, I'm going to run out and try to build it in the heat of my vision and the heat of my spirit. But if I don't go back to the plan, if I don't if I don't take heed to the plan, if I don't take heed to why I was sent to build it, if I don't take heed to uh, in my business that I had for a long, for like 30 years, if I don't take heed to how the customer wants it built, I'm going to end up having to tear it down and rebuild it because it doesn't look like what was in their heart or in their mind. Mm -hmm. I learned through the course of 30 years to find out, to draw out what was in their heart and to build something that would be theirs as opposed to just me going in and building something and, and have them say, well, that's nice, but it's not theirs. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So now to sit with Christ or not sit with Christ, but have him say, okay, this is what I want built to find out what it's in his heart to build it and build according to the pattern. Like it says, shown thee on the Mount, not just build, but build something that'll represent him and represent his family because he's saying, this is how I want it done. This is what I want you to do. And this is, and to go back to that and to find out exactly what it is he wants, because I'm not here to build for myself. I'm not here to build up my name. I'm here to build the family name. I'm here to build up the name of Christ. If Christ is not the predominant figure in your life, if I become that, I have not done what I'm supposed to do. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm yakking a lot, aren't I? That's no, good. That's no, good. Because I, I, I really feel there's a, we, we don't, we don't understand this concept as far as ministry is concerned, you know. And right. Just, just because you can prophesy doesn't mean you seem to be a prophet to the nation, you know. Right. Or, or just because you, you grow things doesn't mean you're an apostle or, you know. Right. We, we, people just give themselves titles, names, ministries, etc. Just because, just because you can teach or preach or, you know, uh, that gives you power, but that doesn't mean you have authority. And, yeah. and, and you know, just, yeah, um, that's exactly. You know, I have a really good friend that came to me one time and he says, uh, hey, hey, Steve, I got a pathetic utterance. I got a pathetic utterance. I said, what? He says, you know, you know, I got a pathetic utterance. I said, what do you mean pathetic utterance? He says, you know, you know, where you speak for God. And I said, you mean a prophetic utterance? And he goes, yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Prophetic utterance, prophetic. I said, man, I said, most of the time it could be pathetic because we just think it's something from God. And we just want to say something, yeah, you know, yeah. but uh, but it's actually if it's prophecy, it means it's speaking. God is speaking unto man. And basically all I am is a channel of that or a 
a, I'm just opening up my mouth and speaking on his behalf, but I'm speaking what he's speaking with his very thought, his very intent, his very motive, his very purpose for speaking it. I'm not just saying a bunch of words out there. There's an intent to it. Yeah. There's a motive behind it. And it's something meant to birth something in, into the earth. Yeah. And and it won't happen if you don't have authority. That's right. That's the thing that I, you know, it just stands up to me. It's like, yeah, we have power. Everybody has power. We have the Holy Spirit. So the gifts are there. You know, you may have a, a, um, a gifting, you know, and I don't want to say exceptional because it just immediately puts somebody above others. And I, I, you I may know. have a pathetic utterance, <laughs> but you know, you may be, you may have like a mission, a real mission. But if you, if if you just think you can go out in your own strength and without that, uh, without that scent, without that right. place of where it's about. Uh, somebody said this it's about um places people and um, no how did it go graces graces and places you've got to have huh. grace in a place huh. and and um you know adam was sent to put in the garden of eden it wasn't just right. anywhere he was placed in the garden of eden and he was supposed to reproduce the garden of eden that place where he had grace and and uh, and Jesus had to come out of Nazareth. Even though he was born in Bethlehem, he had to come out of Nazareth into Galilee. And, and he says to the disciples, go to the lost sheep of Israel. Don't look to the left, to the right. Don't greet anybody. You right. Don't talk to, go anywhere else. Go to the lost sheep. of the, That was their grace place at that point in time until we get to the book of Acts and suddenly there's right. a breakout you know, because of persecution. Boom, they, they begin to spread the word everywhere else. But it had to start somewhere. There was a grace place. The, it says the apostles and the elders of the Jerusalem church never left. They stayed there. And right. so that was their grace place. And then, you know, it's, it's, the, the, it's locations and uh, associations. Who, who are you connected with? And what is the, what is the location you need to be in? Because... The, having the right associations is everything. It's the environment that causes, right. allows you to grow and develop and produce. Uh, but if you're in the wrong place, the wrong people, the wrong, you know, you don't have authority. And that's, you know, I, I was thinking about that this morning, just the power and the authority is that if you don't have that, if you're trying to do that in your own, that's where people, Guys, people get burnt out. That's where people get disappointed, hurt, unhappy. You know, and I've made those mistakes. You know, I've got been tried to associate myself with people that really weren't that I wasn't supposed to be with. And right. um, and you so you go through that whole process and you come out and wonder what happened. You know, I had no authority there. And then you know, some associations are trying to prop you up as the pastor, just because you can preach and teach doesn't make you a pastor. That's true. Just, you know, it's just, you might have the power, you might have the gift, you might have the ability, but if you're not in the right place, if you're not sent to, if you're not sent into the right place where you, and I'm talking not just place in locality, but a place, a, 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 
and I'm not talking about position as in leadership position, but in being positioned within the context of where you're supposed to be. If you don't have that, you don't have authority. Right. And if you don't have authority, you can work as much power as you like. You're just going to, you, you're not, you're not having the energy of, to have the energy working within you. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, right. Uh, anyway, I just, it's something that I've just really thought about today because we constantly have to be measuring am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I right. in the right place? Am I associated with the right people? Because we can kind of sometimes, and it doesn't just mean in ministry, it means in every sphere of life. Sometimes we just like bumble along and go, okay, you know, whatever they say goes and whatever right. they do is, is done, you know, kind of thing. But, and then we can't understand why we never grow, we never prosper, we never, you know, we never get ahead is because we're constantly bumbling along in our own strength, you know? Right. Well, I was just thinking of that um, Galatians, whatever it is, 21, 221, I guess it is, where it says, I do not frustrate the grace of God, right. uh, even though I mentioned that earlier, but that grace um, is something we think a lot of times of anointing, like I got to wait till the anointing falls on me. I got to wait till whatever. Um, but basically the word grace uh, in the older test, in the old Testament, it talks about the shemin or the, the oil or the, the, the grace of God or the anointing of God. It, it yeah. talks about that grace, the shemin, uh, which means oil, but it also is the word we get semen from. It's something that will reproduce after his likeness and image. And so when we realize that, it's like the, um, it's like it says that I'm going to circum, I'm not going to circumcise you in the flesh. I'm going to circumcise your heart. Right. Circumcision is, uh, is something that was done just in the Israelites as a part of the covenant. But he says, now I'm going to circumcise your hearts. It's the taking off of that outer skin, that outer whatever skin so that no flesh touches the sperma when it comes out so when i've got the word of god in my heart he cuts off that outer skin he cuts off the flesh so when the power of god the sperma of god the seed of god comes forth there is no flesh that touches it so that it's able to reproduce after his likeness and image and no flesh has touched that so that's part of that process that begins to happen to where now you will not produce anything of yourself. It's almost like becoming a eunuch for, for the kingdom of heaven's sake. Uh, I'm not going to touch this for myself. I, this is not mine. This is somebody else's. And I'm going to, I'm here to make sure that he is glorified and I'm not going to frustrate that oil. I'm not going to frustrate that slickness. I'm not going to frustrate the spirit of the living God by doing something that I think might be a great idea to do. Yes, I was sent to Jerusalem, but I think I'll stop by Samaria on the way in. <laughs> you know, I mean, they weren't supposed to look to the right or to the left or whatever. And, but I'm sent to a specific thing. I, I'm sent to do something. And I don't want to get to the place anymore where I frustrate the grace of God. Yeah, and I think, well, yeah. You don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, was like, I think, but you don't like me saying. I think. Oh, it doesn't matter what I like. <laughs> <laughs> so I, but this is um, 
that frustration, now I've lost my point that I was going to say. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I lost my point. Can we talk about circumcision again? No, no. Um, I was thinking of something else. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the thing that you made a, a good point on is that we may have all the power. We may have all the whatever we need. But it says, behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. The first word there, power, is actually the word exousia, or exousia, however you want to pronounce it. But it's the word authority. Behold, I give unto you authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the dunamis of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. The enemy does have miraculous power or ability. But behold, I give you authority over all of that miraculous ability of the enemy. I give you authority over that. Not just I. the Holy Spirit came upon you that you may receive dunamis from on high. You may receive miraculous power as well. But now I give you authority over all the dunamis of the enemy. And that's the thing that has hit me so much about even what you said earlier. It's not just the power. It's the authority that goes with it. If I'm in the place that God sent me to represent him, I'm coming in his name only. It says if a man comes and testifies of himself, number one, I've not sent him. Number two, he seeks to glorify himself and will not speak of me. So he'll only, he, he will testify of himself. And uh, like Christ said, he said, I will not testify myself. I only speak, I've received commandment, both but to speak and what to say by my father. And I will not speak of myself. So there comes a point in our, in our sonship or in our, in our journey where he says, okay, you don't have that privilege anymore to speak of yourself. <laughs> you know, you don't, you know, you may have done this all along the way and mixed a lot of stuff together and done a lot of stuff. Yeah. But let's get back down to it to where now you're just a builder of the family name so that I can really send you out there and, and let you do what I've created you to do because this is who you are. So did we get back around to whatever you were thinking or not? Nah, no, I, it just, you know, when, when we, when we are, are functioning within that place of, authority the power is released that's true that's true you know the power then has it because authority is exousia the right to use might and that's true that's good that's a good if, way to put if that. you have the authority the power then has actually impact within the context of your of your measure of rule and um, you know i i drive school bus and when I'm sitting in the bus in the morning, driving to pick up the kids, then, you know, I sit there and I think, what is my measure of rule here? And it's this bus, you know? So within the confines of that bus is the measure of rule. So when I first, <laughs> when I first got there, um, so I have to release the buses on the hub. So if all the buses park after dropping off some kids, we, we park at the hub. And now we pick up transfer kids at the hub and, and I'm like right in front. So I've got to pick up the mic and I've got to tell the buses like first call and, and final call. 
but of course they put a mic in my hands and and uh, <laughs> yeah you know it's just like i'm gonna have fun you know i'm a <laughs> podcaster <laughs> so so um and it, it was boring to me because all i heard was first call and last call you know it's just, yeah. just boring you know just like let's spice it up so i get good morning <laughs> how about <ba, ba>, buses <laughs> so needless to say i was called into the office <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the manager said no. i said no i respect that it's your house your rules it's not my right. of rule you know so so i just I, I got carried away you put a mic in front of me Woo-hoo! You know, I'm gonna have fun. <laughs> so um no no it's not gonna happen <laughs> so, okay so your house your rules i respect that i understand that but when it comes to the bus it's my measure of rule so right. i take authority over not over the kids, but over the atmosphere, over the the, the environment there. I bind spirits. I release, you know, gifts and and whatever else like touching people's lives. So I that is my measure of rule. The problem is, is oftentimes when we come in power, we're trying to exert ourselves within a measure that we decide. Right. Right. Paul even said that, that I don't extend myself beyond the measure. Because if, if we do, we have no authority. Right. So if you operating outside of your measure, you are outside of your authority. Now, measure right. can grow. You know, Paul says, you in, he tells the, the Corinthian church, he said, you extend our measure of rule by your faith. Right. And so, but he was very aware that he had no measure. He said, I might be to you, but not to all. He was right. very aware of his measure of rule, uh, his marismos. So he, he, uh, we need to understand that measure um, where we operate. It, what is your garden? What is your garden of Eden? And I'm, you know, that's something that I'm really aware of. And I, I don't know, Steve. I just, I really feel like I don't want to do the promoting. You know, it's, I, I don't want to put out business cards and do. I'm actually, we, I, I kind of tend to be withholding myself right now and saying, okay, you know what, unless God, right. Un- unless God sends it's I don't want it. You know, I don't want what, what, I mean, I have dreams, I have desires, I have plans, but unless God releases it and to the measure that he has for me right now, I feel like this is the best measure I have. And so, you know, I'm, comfortable with this i i'm not trying i don't feel it's it's work but i don't feel i'm laboring it I, we don't get paid for it so you know it's just right. like that's also fine you know i'm not doing it for the money and i think that's the thing when you begin to operate within the context of your authority you do it because it's refreshing you do it because you, you it's just who you are you know a, a fish swims a monkey climbs a a bird flies. That it's just inherent in them. You don't have to pay them to fly. You don't have to wind them up to swim. You know, or climb a tree. You don't see elephants climbing trees and fish. You know, uh, flying. Well, they are flying fish, but then they got wings to do it. But and they don't fly very far. You know. But is is uh, we we've got to stay within our limits of what we have, and that's where we find peace. And we you know. And I see so many people striving ambitiously because they have power and and um, a 
and promoting themselves. This overt right. promotion of, you know, my, my, my status, my ability, my gifting, whatever the story is. And I just feel like, they're like penguins that keep saying, I'm an eagle, watch me fly. I'm an eagle, watch me fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet they're so graceful in what they do. Yeah, just within their own context. They, right. I mean, they swim like crazy. And, and yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah, they but but awkward on land, but they're beautiful to look at. You know, there's something about them that's incredible. Right. And uh, yeah, so I just, it's just really a thought for me today. You know, I, I'm always on this power and, and authority, you know, but I just feel like it's so vitally important because if you're not called to be, if you're not called to be a, um, if you're not called to be an entrepreneur, it's not going to work. Right. If you're not right. called to be a pastor, it's not going to work. You know, it's just, you, you can make things happen, but somewhere on the line, you just get burned down, you get worn out. Right. You know, and that's where a lot of trouble begins. You know, it's just um, because guys begin to get self-promoted, and now they're operating outside of the sphere of right. of authority. Can I? Do you mind if I share something? Well, you don't mind if I share something personal. <laughs> um, for the last thirty years, I had a business that was. Um, I did all sorts of remodeling, but most of it was in terms of, of how water flowed, um, building swimming pools, building um, all sorts of uh, water features, uh, waterfalls, uh, ponds, things like that. About two years ago, um, I started losing money. Uh, I lost $80,000 uh, the last year. Uh, just from non-payment of different things, different situations came up in the, and it wasn't because of anything I did wrong. It was because they had tried to get insurance money and it didn't come through or whatever. Anyway, year before that, I lost about $60,000. And um, I had begun to tell my wife that two years before I said, you know, I have a feeling that it's time to do what I've been called do by Christ you know, uh, to, to do what, to do what he's made me to do and, uh, not, not continue to do this plan B or continue to do this other thing, but to really give my heart and life into this. And, um, I didn't do it because I was so, I was so engaged in, this is how I make my living. This is what I do this is part of who I am. I enjoy this, but yet the well was drying up so bad. <laughs> I mean, to lose, you know, $140,000 over two years is quite a little chunk of change. And so, and I didn't have it to lose. That's, that was the problem. So, um, finally, when, when everything broke loose, uh, the end of 20 or end of 2019, uh, I just, uh, Connie and I agreed together and just said, okay, we're not going to go back into this anymore. If we have to find something else to do, that's fine, but we're not having to do that. Let's just trust the Lord because what did he call you to do? What are you supposed to do in life? Can you trust him then to fulfill that? 
And it's been a struggle. Honestly, it's been a struggle for me because I keep thinking, well, I can do this job here because they're asking for help. I can do this. And every time I start to do something like that, I lose that money or my something happens and I have to use that money that came in for something else that was just taken away. So I'm going, this is, this is really crazy. Why don't I just stay with what the grace is right now? Because a grace in the times and seasons can change too. So you set your, you set your hand to whatever it is that he's giving you to do in that time and that season and have faith toward that faith toward God in that situation, because it's not faith toward the job. It's faith toward God anyway. My God shall supply all my need, not my job. So what is it that God's doing right now? Well, let me engage with him right now in order to do that, whatever it takes. And so, um, you know, just to, I I may have been two years late (laughs) in stepping out of it, uh, but it came down to the point where I had to, and um, um, I was pretty well forced to lay it down. And, uh, and then forced to make the decision, not forced, but it was like, okay, now you have the opportunity to pick up some other things here, or can you go back to what I've told you to do in the beginning? And, um, my son even came up with that. I I said, son, if there was no, if you had no fear of failure, no fear of missing it, no fear of, uh, whatever, what would you be doing right now in life? And he told me, and then he says, so dad, if you had the same situation, if I'm asking you exactly the same things, what would you do? And I said, frankly, I've never had a plan B. I've always figured that I would do this until the day I die. I would just preach the gospel and I would help equip sons of God into their next place, whatever that takes, and give my life for them until they can get to that place. And he says, then why aren't you doing it? And I went, oh, man, (laughs) he says, you're always looking for something else because you don't think that it's going to happen or you don't think. And he says, it's been 30 years in the making, hasn't it? And I said, yeah, it has. It's been 30 years I've been doing this. It was 30 years ago, 35 years ago, I was told to sit down and he was going to teach me how to build for him. And, um, can I trust him at this point? You know, it's not me. It's not whether or not I'm ready. Does he, is he ready? And is he sending? If he's sending, then it's not going to be a problem. But if I'm just running out, trying to accomplish it, trying to do it, it's going to be a problem now. Yeah, you know, for, for younger guys, I think there's two things in the midst of that story I'd like to mention one is that there is a preparation time. Oh yeah. It's like you've done this for years. Right. And it's like maybe like a means to an end. It's right. You've got to find the means to reach an end. You've got an end, but it's not always the means is not always what you think it just should be. It's like uh there's a means to an end. And when you reach the end, the end is actually the means to the next end. <laughs> right. You know, it's not necessarily 
that um, because some people think, okay, well, you know, and I, I did that, uh, you know, 21 years old, well, I'm just, I'm just going to ministry, you know, because that's what I'm supposed to do. But there was a lot of development that had to take place. And the, and the only idea I had of ministry was pastoring. So yeah, yeah that's um, what I had too. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, so we become pastors because that was the only model that you knew of serving God, you know, of bringing right. your calling is like become a pastor. And and so for 15 years I practiced on the people. You know, they were my, they were my. They, you know, I was, yeah. the other I was saying is like more than them learning from me, I was learning from them because right. I was learning, you know, how to how to in the midst of all of that with with ministry, etc. So it, and but it wasn't the final end for me. It you know I I thought it was, but it was actually a means to an end. It was God's means to another end. And right. so it was hard work. If anybody thinks pastoring is easy, it's like, no. It's like it's challenging. I talk about leaders and the standard of leaders, but there's a there's a another level of people, you know, the community themselves and their lack of thinking and their lack of you know uh, grace, etc. for you and whatever else that you've got to deal with in leadership. So it was, it was, it was, it was quite a journey of learning, but you, and and of course the end of it was not that bright and beautiful. But um, is you know it was all a learning curve. It was a means to an end, and uh, but you know you reach that certain point. I mean you know you've just got to know when the grace season for that tent making ends. Right. Yeah, and that's the main thing is the. Yeah is that season is the season coming to an end if it is then uh, and and i know i've you and i've talked about this before as far as surfing because i i used to surf mm. well you don't you don't ride that wave until it crashes on the beach yeah. you kick out of the wave after you've ridden it for a ways and then you go back out and you find the next wave right. but you always know that there's another wave coming yes so you're not you're not going well, this might be the only wave I ever catch, you know, this might be the only ministry I ever have. And so you ride that thing on till it, you crash right into the sand on the beach. And then you wonder why I got hurt. Yeah. But you, you, instead you kick out at an appropriate time you go and you, and you don't wait till it dies. You don't ride the horse till it dies. You That's realize right. when it's season is done and then you go, okay, it's it's past its prime it's having a rough time now i need to get a different horse start working with it start dealing with it and start getting it up and ready to go again and it's not it's not so much but it's the times and the seasons i that's guess that's what it is and they're in his hands right the times and the seasons are times and seasons in his hands right and it's using those times of preparation the thing right. about it is steve i don't think your message your story your message would be as clear then, 30 years ago, as it is now. Oh, no. You, you know, is that all of that that you've been through has formed and fashioned and birthed Morfuo's, the that message within you, so that the works now come out of a place of power and authority, not just power. Right. And again, you know, it's like, yeah, I had a gift, uh, you know, and they told me, because you have a gift, you should you know, you should pastor. I should preach. So, yeah, you've got to preach and you've got to pastor and grow a big church and, and franchise some of the ideas from others because, you know, whether it's a 40 days of purpose church or it's a, 
or it's a cell church or it's a whatever, you know, faith church, whatever. It's just like we've got all these franchise kind of ideas that we throw out there and now we implement all this stuff and get burnt, learn, you know, die some more and whatever else. And and in the but in the process, you something is growing within you. You go through hurt, yeah. you go through disappointment, you go through crisis, you go through dark days ups, downs, feel like resigning every day, giving, quitting every other day, um, you know, struggle with, but all those struggles and it's forming something within you to come to the place that I have clarity. Um, right. Not all clarity, but I have a clarity of who I am, what my message is and who it's for. Yeah. Well, the focus becomes better too. It's like, it's like when you're looking at a target, um when i was younger i saw this target as some big huge thing mm. and now i see this little pinpoint that i'm supposed to hit yeah right and so now i'm focused more on on the three and the 12 than i am on the 500 or the the thousands and the whatever i mean i don't i still send things out sometimes on a daily basis as far as to amass people but i realized uh, yesterday i had a certain specific message that that i knew was supposed to go out to just a few mm -hmm. and so i sent that out specifically to ones that i knew i was supposed to send it to yeah. and to be able to do that as opposed to think uh, well i'm i'm to reach the masses yeah i know that's been prophesied yeah i know that's whatever but like you said abraham invested his life into one man and then that one invested his life into jacob and then jacob became the basically the one who the tribes came came through the 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 my my vision or the thing that came to me might have been for this but if i don't instill something in you if I don't bring you up into the fullness and stature of Christ, that way down there is never going to happen. Exactly. So to be faithful in the little, to be faithful in what I do right now, you know, what's that? Who is that in your hand? What's that in your hand? What's that right now that you've got? Well, go ahead and invest your life. Don't keep waiting for something else big to happen. Invest your life into what you have in your hand right now. Right now. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And yeah, I, I, I really feel like that's um, something that, that God's right, laid on my heart today is for, for, and you know, we can, I mean, we could probably go on this rabbit trail for a while talking about, <laughs> about this because there's so many facets and so much practicality oh, yeah. and wisdoms that need to come into this area. And, uh, and I feel the young guys need to understand that they need to, um, you know, coming up within the context it's it's not a limitation you know, right the other thing is that it's not a limitation of of what god's given you to do but it's where you do it it's right the wisdom of where you do it when you do it how you do it uh with who you do it you know that, that's the, the wisdom of it is that if we understand those things that's when god at the right time uses us to accomplish great things, you know? Yeah. And I, I was telling somebody the other day, is like a guy like, I think of Kenneth Hagin Sr., you know, for 70 years of his life, he, um, he was in ministry, I think, 
Well, he started at the age of 16. He died at the age of 85, I think, or 86, something like that. Wow. You, th you think about 70 years of his life was spent, the last 20 years of his life was when everything burst out. And, right. you know, huge crowds and stuff like that and massive influence worldwide and everything else. But up until then, he ministered to no more than 50 people at a time. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, little churches. He traveled right through, you know, the the, the 40s, the 50s. Um, and you know what he said? I, I remember reading a book on the healing revivalists and A.A. Uh, a. Allen and all these guys, you know. And he said, they run on gifts. He said, I run on the word of God. Wow. And And he said... You know, because they asked him what makes you different. You know, you only got small little groups. And he said, I'll stick with the word because I'll outlast anybody with the word of God. And it was true. All the other guys burnt themselves out and great power, you know, tents and things, campaigns. And, but they all burnt themselves out, disappeared off the scene. And he just kept on going until he was 86 years old. And, uh, and again, the, 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 the last few years of his life was when it really burst out. Um, and, you know, even Kenneth Copeland talks about that. He says, you know, most of his life, most of his ministry, he said, you know, it was like the crowds were leaving. <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> the multitudes were leaving. He, he didn't have, you know, the biggest crowds he ministered to for years and years and years was 300 people. Wow. And, and, uh, and it's only been the last, you know, since the beginning of the 80s really that it just exploded for him you know more and more and the crowds got bigger and and now they're into doing you know whatever the else they're doing and so all sorts of things a, a guy like smith wigglesworth his ministry started when he was 79 years old right when he right. started going to the world and seeing the, the the display of the power of god you know is that he grew into that i'm not saying we've got to wait until we're old but many times we that it depends what God's calling you to. It's right. going to be passionate, you know. And I always get worried. I mean, you know, these you've seen these events, you know, revival evangelists and whatever, and then young guys up and miraculous things, and everybody's jumping on live streams and watching, and you know, it's just like a worldwide phenomenon and and whatever. And next thing, you know, all sorts of stuff comes out afterwards. They disappear off the scene, and it's just like. You know what was that about? And my my question always is who they associated with. You know, I'm not saying they shouldn't be doing it, but I think is that we we oftentimes our gifting promotes us above the authority that we have in our life and above our yeah. character that we have. You yeah, know? above our maturity, above our character, above our maturity level. And you know, it's I was there like all exuberant. I was like a hot rod firing up black smoke behind me, you know, and, you know, I had all the power, but I had no direction. I had, you know, no, I was, I just, I was just racing, whatever. It didn't matter what right. road I was on. I would just run it, you know, and nobody could teach me anything. I mean, no Baptist, no, you know, nobody, I don't care how long you've been in ministry, whatever. You can't teach me anything. I know, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like sad. It's so sad. But anyways, it's, you know, I was racing off in any direction that I could run off in. And, uh, you know, it's only over the years now, it's just, you know, that stuff has been fashioned and formed in me. And right. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I don't just uh, get sucked in by any idea anymore or anybody's fancy, you know, in, in revelation. 
right. um, or, you know, fancy teaching or fancy idea anymore. It's just like, um, no, you know, as a, as a dad and a grandfather, you sort of kind of slow down and you go, let's, right. let's do this, you know, slowly and properly. You and I do, you and I both have done this over the last, what, 20 years. We'll, we'll have something in our hearts, but we'll, we'll share it back and forth and bang it back and forth across the net until it becomes solidified in us. Yes. Because a lot of times you hear something, you get this revelation and you want to whip it out there and get it out there. Not necessarily for God's sake. And I yes. hate to say that. Exactly. But a lot of times it's a tool uh, to get ourselves out there somehow. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I don't mean, I don't mean that everybody does that. It's just, it, it gets down to the place where God has molded our motives to where now it's not important to us anymore about me or, you know, my promotion or my whatever, you yeah. know, my, my objective is what can I do to help that person next to me grow into that fullness and stature of Christ. And so, Holy smokes, do you realize we've been on now for an hour and a half almost? Yeah. I was just thinking, okay, we probably, but you know, I, I was I'm just thinking of the same thing. I thought, okay, we've probably been going for a while, but I'm, I just really want to encourage people that are watching, you know, being part of, this is like our campfire meeting. Right, right. This is what we would do if we were sitting around a fire, uh, you know, and just talking about these things and answering questions and, and just sharing our heart. And so we're not trying to bore you with, you know, we're just honestly sharing our hearts and our insights and, and things that we, we, we really know will help you help fashion your thinking, help you in your character. This is discipleship, mentoring, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's what we do. And, and you know, sometimes I feel like, okay, you know, when it's done, it's done. But other, other times I really feel like we just need to run it out and just let the conversation go because that's what we will do. If Steve and I were sitting in a room together and you were sitting around, this is what we would do. And we wouldn't right. be going, okay, meeting time ends here at one o'clock right. or whatever the stories are. Because the in fact, we were doing that already and said, hey, maybe we ought to punch the button to record. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we were talking and, and just sharing our hearts. And so let's hit the record button. And that's most most of these um, conversations, <laughs> Friday conversations. <laughs> I don't know what happened on Friday. We've got to change the name. But oh, that's anyway, right. So, so thank you for, for sticking around with us. It's This is not a meeting. It's not about a meeting. It's not about us preaching some revelation and who's, you know, who's uppity on the other one with the best revelation and the greatest gift at this point in time. This is really just us chatting, talking about the things of God in our hearts as, as, as dads, you know, really, you know, we've, we've been through some stuff. We don't know it all. We're not trying to know it all. We're not trying to tell you what to do. Uh, impose our ideas and, our, and we're not self-promoting we're just really wanting to uh, share our hearts with you and and that you can be nurtured by it, grow through it learn something from us and uh, and move there it's not about all truth and all revelation but you know there's definitely some years we've got here that we can share with you we understand our place um, that god has has put us into uh, right now uh, this this podcast this um, video it's it's about okay we know that we are called uh, right now in the season to just share this to nurture others the funny thing is steve is like i know i'm not rattling on some more but <laughs> you and i we we 
you know, we've not actually been in each other's presence for for twenty years. That's I mean, true. Since, since the year two thousand and one or something like that. Really? Yeah, it was two thousand and one. The last time we were we were actually visiting with each other. Wow, so, uh, you're getting you're getting it, old. It's really a long time, and yet you know our relationship is deeper than it's ever been. You know our our fellowship is is lively. It's got life in it, and and we're doing this, you know, just from the standpoint of our relationship and what God has released us to, etc. So, um, thank you for joining us, and and Steve always appreciate spending time. With I you. appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you. <laughs> this is an amazing guy. He's uh, he's a blessing to my life, and I appreciate that. All right, until next time, this is Sean and Steve saying have a great weekend and we'll catch you well, Friday. Next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully next Friday. All right, God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>